five minutes, project number five. It's Silverado this time, that's no job. By Lawrence Kasdan, who wrote the show. Best saddle up now, kids, cause here we go! Howdy and welcome back to another episode of the Silverado Minute Podcast. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1985 Lawrence Kasdan-directed western Silverado, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm Jake Lewis. And I'm Mark Hoffmeyer. <laughs> and, we, and we normally host Deep Blue Sea, the podcast, but today we're hosting Minute 30 of Silverado. What happens in minute 30? Well, it starts with the two Kevins chatting in prison and ends with Sheriff John Langston following a child. But not just any child. No, that child is the director of the 91st highest grossing film of all time and the 53rd highest grossing film of all time. That child is Jake Kasdan, son of Lawrence Kasdan as Stable Boy. Maybe the most successful person in this film. <laughs> Wildly successful. Jumanji. Yeah. The two Jumanji films were the ones I was referencing. He also directed Orange County and Walk Hard. That's four From films I From I remember enjoy. of Orange County, I like Orange County. Orange County's good. Walk Hard is great. I really enjoy the, the, the first of the Jumanji sequels. The second one is okay. It's fine. Like it's, yeah. got, it's got his moments, but the, I, that first one, I love it. It's, it's... it's good. I mean, it blend, it's a good yarn. It's a good adventure yarn. There's treasure and there's like quests and there's lives that can be taken away. It's yeah. good. Yeah. It's very inspired. And it's like really game performances from everyone involved. But we're not here to talk about Jumanji. We're here to talk about Silverado. So what do well, you, you know? Mean? What we're here to talk about? <laughs> In we Deep Blue Sea. In Deep Blue Sea. Of course. <laughs> if there was a spittoon moment, where would it be? Where would it be in Deep Blue Sea? Ooh, who? So a spittoon, a spittooning character. I cannot yeah. see Doctor Susan McAllister using a spittoon as much as I'd love. Oh, that'd be the best. He, I feel like who? Jim, who'd your dream spittooner be? I mean, I'd, I think I think Jim Whitlock has done it in the past because he he has just before the test he's like going to take a cigarette and and Janice gives him a look. Mm. I feel like if he oh. if he stubbed the cigarette out and he just spat into a bucket in the corner, that could have worked. Whoa! Yeah, he instead of the cigarette, she's like, uh, uh, uh. Then he puts some chew in his mouth. Yeah. And then later on, you hear, ding. There we go. Or, well, I mean, oh. the the dream would be one of the sharks. If, if oh we're honest, there. I got a nicotine habit. As the, the I mean, one... they're smart sharks. They could be addicted to nicotine. Well, the one that eats Jim's arm somehow absorbs his his nicotine habit through that because it had a cigarette oh. it had a cigarette in the arm when it when it bites his arm off it takes the cigarette with it so there could be a movie out there called cigarette sharks cigarette sharks or yeah. nicotine nicotine sharks if they make it we'll cover it on the show guaranteed you're on a boat and you're smoking a cigarette be wary we're gonna need a bigger butt <laughs> nicotine sharks <Ding! laughs> oh man imagine this scene though uh, Dr. Susan McAllister is working on, she's doing animal brain stabbing practice on her dummy. And in the middle of it, she just puts the biggest honker of chew in her mouth. Just like, we're talking like comically large. You know, how baseball players have huge wads of gum. Yeah. Like she puts that slab of that in her mouth and it's just drooling down her chin when she's talking about science later. That's, that's disgusting, but yes. Okay. <laughs> Imagine that scene. <laughs> She, she's the character least likely to do that, I think. 
Yeah, that's, that's horrible. <laughs> was that her high school yearbook quote? Least likely to put a huge slab of of uh, tobacco yeah, in her mouth while least, she's doing science? <laughs> least likely to chew tobacco, Susan McAllister. Uh, definitely, yeah. Man, I wish I got something like that. Like, most likely to be stabbed in a bar fight in 2003. Like, that's what I wish I would have gotten. We, we didn't have superlatives in my my yearbook. We didn't do that kind of thing in this country. Uh, <laughs> so it's just it's just not, not the dumb thing over here. Uh, everyone just right, has now, mo- most likely to have a stiff upper lip. That's all we have. I have been I've forgotten to ask you over the last five episodes, but Jay, all like all these characters in this movie, they all have such personalities to them. They all have their own hats. They all have their own ways. Jay, you get teleported to the old west, and you have to adopt a moniker fast. What is it? Like, what kind? Who are you going to be in the West, Jay? Hmm. I think I try and be some kind of a store owner. I, I, this isn't a, a fun answer. This is a. I, I, I'm going to try and be useful. Uh, so, okay. So I, if the town's already established, if I arrive, I'm not going to be able to just set up somewhere immediately. I might go to like the the town blacksmith and see if he needs an apprentice. Because you know, I do. I'm an engineer, so I'm good with my hands. I'm good with making stuff. He might need somebody assistance for like shoeing horses and stuff. Never shoot a horse in my life. Never ridden a horse. Happy to learn somewhere. But I reckon I could be useful to a blacksmith. I'm not sure who else would be manufacturing stuff in the, in the old west, but that's that's the direction I take. Try and be useful, helping make things. Trying to maybe like uh, if there's someone doing construction, building new new houses for the town. I try, I try and uh, chip in there. Hmm. I like that. You're obviously, like, you're obviously going to the saloon and working the door. I think we know. No, that you, those guys always get shot. <laughs> I want to be like so in Tombstone, right? Rooker's a former gang member who ditches his gang and then becomes good. Okay. I yeah. want to be the guy that like I don't want to be part of the main crew because you always get shot. I don't want to be one of the villains because you always get shot. I want to be one of the, like the posse that just joins up with you three quarters into the movie and then has a cool riding montage with the leads and I'm just shooting guns going blam blam. And then Kurt Russell just kills everybody, and then I survive it, and everyone's like, "Yeah, man, that guy helped rid the town of the scumbags." But I did like no work. But I'll, you know, I probably, you know, I probably got a few people. Um, you know, I was worried about my life a couple times, but I really didn't do much. I just added numbers to the group. Okay, so we haven't got there yet in this film, but he, similar to Danny Glover, where he's not part of the group, but then they, he joins them a little later on, and then he tr- tries to duck out. As well, by yeah, he, you know, go, he goes on his own little way. side mission. We, 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 like, should, we shouldn't spoil things for future minutes yeah. for people who, who are going to be. I just want to. I don't even want to be that close, Jay. I just want to. I just want to go go on a mission, go ride in some montages, you know, shoot a couple gang members who had to come and they shot at me first, and then just they'll turn around and I'm gone. Where did Hoffmeyer the kid go? Well, I don't know. Where did Meyer the kid? Hoffmeyer yeah. the kid. Hoffmeyer the kid. <laughs> Hoffmeyer the adult. No, that's what people call me. Hoffmeyer the adult. <laughs> And so everyone's like, I don't know that guy, but if you need someone to ride with you for, you know, he doesn't do much, but he'll take out a couple people. Uh, he'll roll. He never gets shot. But yeah, I mean, like, he adds a little bit. That's what I would say. They call him Hoffmeyer the adult. He really knows how to settle his checkbook. Yeah. That guy. <laughs> and if you need someone in your posse, he'll join you. But he won't take any chances. But he'll probably get at least two people. He'll bring a comfortable sweater vest with him. Yeah. He's a real he adult. Out. Yeah, he like listen. He brings two pairs of boots, two hats. He's prepared. He goes to bed at a reasonable time. He pays his bills. <laughs> he, there's no tab for him. He only buys drinks that he can afford. If he and can't he, afford them, <laughs> he never puts things on credit. And he knows his limit. 
He never gets drunk. <laughs> just he knows he knows what he can handle. Sticks within that range. That guy. I think I saw Hoffmeyer him tipsy once. Yeah, I think I saw him tipsy once. But it, yeah, it, it's okay. It was his it was his daughter's graduation. You're out to celebrate on a on a time like that, so. And he only loses a certain amount of money at the gambling casino. He yeah. never goes he, deep in debt. He, he takes twenty dollars, and he knows <laughs> he knows he can spend that twenty dollars. But if it's all gone, it's only twenty dollars. He had a good time. That's an okay price for a night out. But if he comes back with more than that, hey, good. But next time, he's still only going to take twenty dollars. That's 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 Hoffmeyer the adult. Hoffmeyer the adult. Yeah. <laughs> you shot my favorite cardigan. Prepare to die. <laughs> He's not going to throw oh, it man. away though. His wife's going to going to don that and fix it. Oh yeah, I mean she's patched my cardigans many times. That's why it's your favorite. Also, I feel like Hoffmar the adult would invent the first Kevlar. <laughs> like, you know, I'm on this horse, and I'm just wearing a shirt. I could be wearing like a wool knit sweater with like bottle caps attached to it. You, you know what I mean? Like, I could wrap myself in books. Like he does very responsible things but he never acts on it and then people do and they make money because you know you just don't I, he's too adult to take a chance he just wants to exist in a happy life nice yeah there's, there's too few adults in westerns i think uh but especially in in this minute because we we have very childish kevin costner uh so uh, see what yeah, i did there the yeah just 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 checking if he fits underneath a bunk bed i love it like uh, you got you got payton who's you know, being, being quite serious, being quite uh, adultish. Like, I, I don't think we're getting out of here, kid. And, and Costner's just like, let's see if I fit under this bed. Yeah, it's great fun. <laughs> I love Costner in this. He's so good. He went for it. Like, this is Costner trying. Yeah. He's, this is Dwayne Johnson in Southland Tales. Like, they made choices. Yeah, he's just, like, hiding under there. Like, what can I Can I dart out? Can I hide? Can I... Oh, he's having, having so much fun in this film. I love it. Um, your, wait, your shop owner would love Mark the Adult. <laughs> yeah, he's a regular customer. Yeah, always buys cash. Yep. Like, like never any loans. Very studious. If, if there's some rabble rousers in there, he'll stand behind you while you ask them to leave, and then they'll be like, "Well, there's another guy in here, so it's not just like two on one; it's two on two now." Yeah. Off yeah, yeah. the adult. Off the adult. So, what do you think of John Cleese's <laughs> beard in this? I mean, I just love him in this movie. I mean, so. Just every time I see him in this movie, it makes me happy. Like, it's such counter like it's such uh interesting casting right it's a it's just a it's a funny idea like yeah i'm not around here but you know i, I keep the peace. My accent the, i'm not from around these parts and then does he cheat at chess or is he losing at chess <laughs> well he's he's doing both because he's playing himself he's <laughs> oh and the other guy's just sitting there watching him yeah so i i i love the the way he rotates the board because john cleese gangly fool of a man uh, he can easily reach across and rotate that chessboard in one swift mo motion, but he knows there's greater comedic value to rotating it 90 degrees than readjusting and rotating it some more. Because you just, it's just timing. That's all it is. He knows he could do it in one go. Doesn't need to, because he needs the audience to kind of watch it and realize, wait, hang on a minute, he's not playing this guy. He's playing himself. Because so, <laughs> actually, in in the in the script, he's doing neither of these things. In the script, he's asleep, and it's the uh, it, it's his deputy, deputy block. It's his deputy block is cheating at solitaire, whilst Langston is having a nap. So they've they changed up this, and it's a, a huge upgrade, I think, because this looks like th this setup between these two characters, block can't play anything 
he can't even cheat a solitaire. He can just watch somebody else play themselves at a two-person game. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds terrible. Yeah. I thought he was cheating at first glance. Well, I mean, he kind of like, is. Oh, he's playing himself. Well, but I was like, is Cleese losing? And then since he's the sheriff, he flips the board. Oh, I see. To... <laughs> right? I thought he was losing to the guy. And that's why he flipped it around so he could have the advantage because he's the sheriff. Well, it looks the the move that he's made. I haven't fully analyzed this chess game, but the move he's made does seem to be a a, a poor one because the piece that he moves could easily be taken in the next yeah. go. And I don't. It, the problem is I can't identify what all these pieces are because they're like a proper. It's like a Lord of the Rings chess set where they're all. They, there's no easy identifiable knight and rook and bishop. Everything's just kind of a weird yeah, it's like shape. Blocks. Um, Someone whittled him. Yeah, they did. There's more some whittling going on. But so I can't quite tell what he's done. But it's not the move I would have made, I think. And uh, you know, I, I kind of want to analyze this chess game. I, I founded the chess club at my school. Oh wow! <laughs> and I, I, I created the. We had a, a tournament. The, the first year I came third, and the <laughs> the way I set the rules up were if you won the tournament, you couldn't compete again. So the first year I came third, the second year I came second, and the th- third year I won, because the two kids who couldn't who could beat me weren't allowed to play. Oh <laughs> my gosh! So I just docked the rules until I eventually won. Then that was my final year, and that was it. I'm done. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I cheat at chess just as much as Langston. It turns out. <laughs> oh, that's a good plan. <laughs> I, I, I didn't even ask. I, I'm not sure if the two guys who could beat me uh, were okay with that. Oh well, that's a shame. Well, now it's out there. Yeah, my nemesis, they're hunting me down. I should change my name. See, I'm telling you, man, I think he's losing. <laughs> well, half of him certainly is. <laughs> no, I really, no, I so, think he's well, playing you, this guy. I mean, well, I think, well, Block doesn't put up much of a fight to the board rotating. Maybe he's just surprised. Well, like, hey, I mean, what, Block, what are you doing? he's Hang the on. boss. So he's the boss. Yeah. Right? You don't mess with the, blo- the boss, the sheriff. I like this I also theory. called them the Bloss. I think he's losing. I, and I think he's a bully. I like I like that theory. Well, I mean, I like yours too. I didn't consider. I mean, it's one. No one will know. <laughs> no one will ever know. There is but, no way to possibly find out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so we're, it's all what it's opinion and like. So there is no correct answer. And I buy yours. I guess first, I just never considered that. I was like, dude's cheating. He's losing a block. You're, you're a fan of John Cleese? Me? Oh yeah, of course. I mean. Yeah, I think his best performance is in Charlie's Angels 2. Of course. Yeah. But, full, full throttle, full name, full title. I mean, just, I I grew up watching, so I, I learned about him from, let's see, my parents watch a lot of, like, uh, like I, don't, I don't even know what channel, PBS maybe it was on? So, like, you know, you catch episodes of maybe, like, Faulty Towers. Uh, and then also, Monty Python, The Holy Grail was on Comedy Central all the time. Like, just, it was always on. It was never not on. So I kind of knew about him from there. And then, you know, once I got older, I, you know, was able to explore more of the movies and, and learn more about him. But that's that was like my first kind of, oh, I like this guy a lot. He's funny. Uh, and then Fish came, Wand, Fish called Wanda I watch. I'm like, this dude, like, it's a different kind of role for him. And then I went in middle school by myself. I went and watched Fierce Creatures. I was 15 before I had a car. And I got dropped off to the theater to go watch Fierce Creatures. Because it had the crew from official Wanda. Yeah. So. I, I love Fierce Creatures. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. so in middle school, I was going to go watch Fierce Creatures. Uh, John Cleese, he's always been like a, a comedy idol for me. I, I've 
I think I first saw him in Fortress Towers, and that was like my gateway into Monty Python, which I adore all of Monty Python. And just everything he's in, he's he's a guy that I will watch in anything. He's become a little more problematic in his later years on social media, but that's fine. He's an old guy. Um, he, but just I I didn't even mind him as Q in the in the terrible Bond films that he's in. Uh, but, yeah, when he popped up in World Is Not Enough, I didn't like him. Yeah, but like uh, he's a, he's a great uh, lesser known film called Clockwise that he's the star of from the, the I want to say the nineties, eighty six. So no in it there, which he's like a headmaster who's really really punctual. He's, everyone, everything should always be punctual, but then he ends up having a terrible day where he's late for everything. Uh, but he's <laughs> that, that's like that's John Cleese's vehicle. He's the star of that film, and no yeah. one's ever heard of it. So Clockwise is my recommendation for listeners. That sounds fun. Also, he went on this big rant about how football, like, uh, so soccer, even though association football, he's like, soccer, you got to think and you play. He's like, in American football, it's just one play at a time. But I'm like, yeah, there's like 87 different plays. There is like so much memorization. You got to learn routes. You have to learn like audibles. You have to learn pulling. Like every play, you have to consider what play it is and run that route. Like, it's not easy. Like he, so he completely missed the point of American football. I get what he's saying that it's more of a flow to to football, but I mean American football doesn't is not like the upper echelons of it. It's not easy. So I don't know what he his rant. It was a very uninformed rant, and I didn't like it. Uninformed is a good word. As an Englishman uh, who knows very little about American football and despises uh, English football or the rest of world football or soccer, I would I would also just jump on and say American football sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no, I have no skin in either game, but I just have to say that one sucks. But the one in my country that I also don't like, that's better for no, for no reason. But it's just twenty-two <laughs> players on the field all have a route or a job or like, like you know, a cornerback can read the quarterback. Like it's it's like a chess game, like one move at a time. Like, but yeah, he just missed the point on that, so I got annoyed. I just gotta let you know. I think he, yeah, he probably did. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, listen, I get it, but this is very uninformed, and I am not happy. But I still love Fish Called Wanda. Yeah, it's it's a perfect film with oh, with man. at least two cast members from this film. Oh wow! Did I even think about that? I think we may have mentioned it yeah. <laughs> earlier this week or two weeks ago when we recorded it. <laughs> yeah, things I like. I feel like my brain is like a bucket of water right now. Where it's you know it's holding a lot, but every time new information comes in, something comes out. Yeah, you've got a lot going on outside of this yeah. podcast at the moment, so I think that's okay. So, but like, but I I I I feel like I'm at a saturation level right now where <laughs> all the new stuff is pushing out other things. Does that make like I'm not retaining it at all because like my brain's full, like I, the bucket is yeah, full. I get it. But uh, uh man, I we talk. I I had to have picked that up. I, I, I think we it. I think we did mention earlier this week. I haven't I haven't edited them yet. Uh, but I'm sure we did, and if we didn't, then I'll put it in somewhere. Uh, <laughs> and, hey, uh, yeah. listen to the Ravenous episode that Jay just recorded for Deep Blue Sea, the podcast. It's an excellent Western, neo-Western, Neil McDonough screaming in a stream, lots of blood licking, beautiful music, huge guest, big name guest you got on. Awesome. Uh, uh, Zoe Rose Smith, yeah. From, well, that's it. Well, actually, before we, we, we did, haven't really said much about where, we, where else we do outside of Silverado Minute. So before we go out, get out of here, let's just give our, our plugs where the listeners can find us elsewhere. So you mentioned uh, Deep Blue Sea, the podcast, where we've done the three Deep Blue Sea films, one DVD chapter at a time. So that was 
33 plus two bonus episodes for Deep Blue Sea, and then 10 for Deep Blue Sea 2, 11 for Deep Blue Sea 3. We did a character draft. Had a lot of fun going through those films. But then since then, uh, you've recently had an adorable little, little child, little girl, and so you've taken a little bit of a hiatus from, uh, from podcasting, but I've carried on doing Deep Blue Sea-adjacent films that I hadn't seen before, but you've mentioned many, many times throughout the course of our podcast, so like The Shallows and the 47 Meters Down films and other films are by Rennie Harlan, like Cliffhanger, 12 Rounds, uh, Cutthroat Island, and aquatic films like uh, like uh, The Abyss or Leviathan, these kinds of things. So we're currently going through. Uh, those are at Deep to See the Podcast, but where can what else have you got going on, Mark? What, what, where could the listeners find you? Movies, Hills, Flicks. Hey, we're top 10 on Ranker, so that's cool. And then you can listen to that podcast or the website. You can check out my reviews and my weird data posts. Then you can listen to my stuff at Film Theory. Type YouTube, Mark Hoffmeyer Film Theory. I write scripts for Matt Patton crew. Then I work for Rotten Tomatoes. I pull the research for the Rotten Tomatoes is Wrong podcast. And I pull the, the research for Verses. Then I also work for Fandom, where you can check out the By the Numbers videos. The Witcher one should be up by now. Actually, all my videos should be up. So just type in By the Numbers uh, uh, on the Fandom YouTube page, and I work for those. Then, uh, yeah, I guess that's it. Nice, and I have a personal site called lifeversusfilm.com, Life vs. Film, where I just cover films I've watched recently. My main aim is to go through the 1,001 movies you must see before you die list, but that's taking a bit of a backseat for more exciting podcasting projects. I appear once a month on the Lambcast, which is the official podcast of the large association of movie blogs, where I host a movie trivia podcast called Lampady, uh, which is based on Jeopardy, but just movie trivia. That's a lot of fun. So you can search for Lambcast on all of the podcatchers and it's once a month on there. And then I am the, the shepherd of the lamb, the large association of movie, of movie blogs. If you have a movie blog or podcast and wish to join a community of over 2,000 other like-minded folks, then come join us at largeassmovieblogs.com. But as for Silverado Minute, today our jurisdiction ends here. And you'll have a new... I hope, I hope every Friday somebody has said that. It feels like a perfect line from this film to end That's a week's coverage. Segue. Oh my god. I hope everyone has done that. I hope not the first. I'm going to frame that. Uh, so next week you'll have a whole new host or hosts to, to lead you forward in the next few minutes of the film. And uh, wherever they are from, you can find their projects and so many other Movies by Minutes projects over at moviesbyminutes.com where you can find Deep Blue Sea the podcast. Maybe when this comes out, we'll have started our next project which we are tentatively planning as being Conair, the podcast. Conair, one, not DVD chapter at a time because it didn't rework properly, but one scene, one segment at a time. Either way, Conair, perfect film. Great great film to break up into chapters. It's going to be a fun time, so keep an eye out for Conair, the podcast. Uh, but you can find the Silverado podcast, Silverado Minute podcast, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play, or at the main site, silveradominute.com. Head over to Facebook for the Midnight Star, the Silverado Minute Listener Saloon, and on Twitter at Silverado MXM, and you can find Deep Blue Sea, the podcast, on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram, uh, at Deep Blue Sea Pod, and all of those. And uh, I think oh, that's it. Uh, we, we're done, Mark. We've, we've covered our, our five minutes of Silverado. We'd never, that's it. Our, 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 jurisdiction, our, juris, our jurisdiction has ended. It's a shame. I've loved talking about this film. It's an it's a incredible Western. So it's so much fun. Back to the Future Part 2, Dance of the Wolves, Go Go Down Under, Young Guns 2, City Slickers, American Tail, Far and Away, Last of the Mohicans, El Mariachi, Thunderheart, 
Unforgiven, Geronimo, Posse, Tombstone, Summersby, Bad Girls, City Slickers 2, Frank and Jesse, Legends of the Fall, Lightning Jack, Maverick, Wagons East, Wider, Buffalo Girls, Desperado, Dead Man, The Quick and the Dead, Tall Tale, Wild Bill, The Cherokee Kid, Last Man Standing from Dust Till Dawn, Lone Star, Buffalo Soldiers. Oh, man. Five left. <laughs> we can, if you want, we can con it through editing. No, never. Okay. I don't cheat. <laughs> you're not, you're not Langston Blair, Jess. I'm not John Cleese. Yeah. No. All right, well, thank you all for listening. This was awesome. And, uh, yeah, our, uh, our, our, what was our, our jurisdiction has ended? Wait. Our jurisdiction, today our jurisdiction ends here. Oh, so good. So come back on Monday, listeners, for a new host, well, a new set of hosts for Tipper in a minute. But as for this week, I've been Jay Cluett. And I'm Mark Hoffmeyer. Find us at Deep Receiver Podcast. And join us, join someone else next time for Silverado Minute. Yeehaw! Yeehaw!